0: to season four episode nine. Hello and welcome back to Let's Talk Shop. Happy New Year. I'm so happy that we have left 2020 behind us. It was a year of mixed emotions and challenges but we got through it. Of course not everyone did and that is super super sad and I'm really sorry for those who have had real challenges and losses this year, but um, I'm not going to dwell on that. I'm going to welcome 2021 with lots of positivity and excitement for the year ahead. So kicking off with today, if you're listening on Monday the 4th of January, it's the relaunch of my um, new and updated and improved branding. Before I've always just kind of done what I could by myself, but last year I won a competition with Tikitibu Creative and they have been working on my branding and I'm so excited to share it with everyone. January always feels like a fresh start to me, but even more so this year with the relaunch of the brand, I've updated my website, I've got lots of things planned. I am going to be sharing the behind the scenes and a bit of a process of working with the branding agency over on Instagram. Together with Judy, who's the creative director and owner of Be Creative and her team, we are also going to be running a competition. Make sure that you signed up to my newsletter for that. I'll drop the link to sign up in the show notes. I'm also going to be running my Let's Talk Sales course again at the end of the month. So if you are interested in having the extra accountability, learn how to sell more and how to organize yourself and how to shift your mindset so that you can sell your products better, then uh, sign up to the waitlist. You can find all the details about the course over on my website and also the link to sign up for the waitlist. Judy and I covered so much ground in this episode so i'm not gonna do a lengthy intro i'm gonna play our chat right away we did record this at the beginning of the autumn, uh, thinking that it would be published between October and December, when which was the original plan for season four. However, because we mo- I moved the rebrand to the first well first week of January, I shifted it a little bit so that it could go out now instead. But we do mention it in the interview, so I just wanted to give you a heads up about that. And here is my chat with Judy from Tickety Boo Creative. Hi, Judy. Thank you so much for coming on Let's Talk Shop. I'm so happy to have you here. Oh, well, thank thank you so much for having me. i looking forward to chatting with you. It would be great if we can start off with you introducing
1: yourself and I guess both your businesses. Yes. Well, well I'm Judy and I am a designer and optimist and proud mum of one. And yes, I, I I have two businesses. I've I've had nearly twenty years' experience in um, the commercial design industry. And uh, after the birth of my son, I, I went back for a year of maternity uh, after my maternity leave. The agency I was working at, but I found it was quite a bit of a, a juggle. So in 2017, I left to go freelance. Um, but was very lucky and picked up some some great clients really early on. And those were the seeds of, of starting my my own design agency, which is always been a dream of mine so it was kind of amazing that it it, it, that it actually happened and and the timing just seemed to be seemed to be right which was great and then after sort of working with a few freelancers to start off with in in 2018 tickety-boo creative was actually born and I guess what's I guess more unusual about us but not so much unusual now is that we were a design agency uh, where we we really embraced flexible working and working from home so I have a number of mums and dads and people who have a their own um, I guess side uh, side hustles as well and we really that life work work balance which we still really embrace now but I guess uh, <laughs> with, with the situation it's not so unique um with people working from home but I guess we were one of the pioneers of it I think the creative industry is one of those if you're freelance you often work
0: from home right but if you ha- work for an agency it's all about being a team and
1: working in the same place yes Absolutely, absolutely. So, yeah, and I think it was because we were set up that way. We managed to be able to, to to make it work. And sometimes I just think, oh, I wish we could be in a room and stick loads of things on the wall and you know really chat about things. But we have seemed to make it work really well. And we do have regular catch ups via Zoom, and we also have um used Slack, which is brilliant for sort of keeping all the channels for the different projects, which works really well as well. And very lucky to have an awesome team um, that kind of work really well together so so that that really helps and then on the other side I actually have my own I guess it's uh, it's a funny how you describe it I guess it's it's my art business which is where I um, design and create typographic prints and t-shirts and pins all around confidence and positivity and my my love of vibrant color (laughs) there's a lot of color there and I set I started off wanting to do something while I was on maternity um, and I set up my company a spoon full of sugar and co uk and just started doing i guess i get little making i actually started off making lavender bags um with, oh, okay. <laughs> which i loved but yeah didn't seem to sell very well i sold them to friends but but the time it could take to m- make them with profit it just did wasn't viable so but I, I loved doing it and then yeah i started found the love of hand-drawn typography while i was on maternity leave um and it kind of went on from there but it was it never really had any focus probably properly until this year where i i I rebranded to to Judy Andrews. So, but yes, I do do both, both both, juggle both sides. (laughs) How do you divide your time? Good good question. Tickety-boo takes the lion's share of my time by far because I work full-time actually with Tickety Boo Creative. And actually, I fit Judy Andrews in and around <laughs> evenings and, and, and weekends um, currently. But I also have the amazing support of my husband, um, Lee, who, who I couldn't do this without him. So he, uh, two years ago, took a sabbatical from the home office. He helps out with the, the finance side, so the uh, the bookkeeping. Um, and he also packs all of my orders for me. Oh, amazing. I, I mean, I couldn't do it if he didn't pack the orders because it's, it, it's very time-consuming. I don't realize people realize this type of business how how much time it takes to pack up all the orders. So I still do the designing and marketing is on my radar, but I don't do enough of it at the moment. But yes, that's I guess how how I how I juggle everything. And I guess on the tickety boo side, I have a really amazing team, senior team. You know, I, I was able to go on holiday last week, and they just you know ran with it all, and really confident that they you know they did a really good job, and really excited. You know, when Sunday night I had a sneak peek at all the work they'd done, and it was it was all brilliant work. So that that really helps as well. And that
0: you built up this way before, you know, that has always been the backbone that you work from home and it's flexible. I suppose that means that you have had to always place a
1: lot of trust in your team trust is so important you couldn't you couldn't do it unless unless you trusted everyone so yeah absolutely and does your husband so does is that what he does now like does he want to go, ever go back to work or is he happy doing this we do, we do have discussions about this i think sometimes he he does miss i guess the buzz of being in the office and the responsibilities but then on the other hand we have a four and a half year old and he now starts school so he's on a lot shorter days so he then supports 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 me more on sort of pickups and drop-offs and and I think it seems to work that way and and I think moving forward I'd like him to have I guess I guess more of a a carved out role for him to have the responsibility and have something that he can own himself I think um would 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 be good yeah with which business do you think that would be within well it's (laughs) it's actually my dream and I'm, I'm trying to really persuade him it's my dream to have my own print studio and do the graph machine and do screen printing and do a lot more and do maybe workshops and things like that would be my would be my dream and I'm hoping that he would sort of I guess really take that on in terms of looking after the uh, the, the, the print studio and I guess be that kind of the technician and, and know how to do it all and and, and really because he, he he does um, he's quite arty himself although he's he, he doesn't sell any of his work currently um he does um lino printing oh which he's actually really good really good at that could sit really nicely within it It, absolutely and that's what i thought could be could be really interesting um so that's kind of my my aim but we're probably a few years off that but i think that could be really good maybe when school days become a bit longer (laughs) yeah (laughs)
0: yeah. <laughs> Talking about branding first, what does branding even mean? Because for some people, that means a logo. And for some people, it means a lot more than that. So what does it mean
1: oh it's a really difficult question this one branding and i think it over the years it started to mean different things as well and i think it's probably twofold um and, i mean it definitely is more than a logo i think the misconception is oh i'm i'm having a rebrand i've changed my logo i think it does go much deeper than that i think it's i think sort of internally it's it's the, you know it's the vision it's the it's the attributes your product or service has it's the personality mixed with i guess the visual output of that you know and the tone of voice and how that's all packaged up and all those components make the brand but it's also I guess on the flip side it's it's what your customers or clients see on the other side it's their perception of you and and that's really important is you know perception is reality um I was having that conversation with um uh, somebody I worked with um yesterday and it, re- it really is that you know is it's that whether people love you or not or, or or buy into your service or your product is I guess the effect of of the brand and what that brand means to the to the to the end user do you think branding has you know that sort of thing has changed
0: throughout the years because obviously right now things are so instant if we're not attracted to something visually first like i mean the time span we will dedicate to it is shorter nowadays isn't it so has that changed how you do branding
1: i think I think it's really interesting. I think there has been a real shift in the last in the last few years. But I think you you're absolutely right. People in terms of the 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 you know the customers and the clients, the visual output is definitely very much what you'll what you'll take out of it. But actually, I think in more recent years, there's been much more emphasis in in the branding side of really understanding you know your brand purpose, your why, understanding your you know the your DNA, what makes you unique, uh, really understanding your personality and really trying to connect with customers and clients on an emotional level. And I think that's much more important than it's ever been before that that emotional connection mm. Absolutely. I think, well, we'll talk more about
0: it, but I was very lucky and I won your brand competition. So you've been working on my branding. Yes. And I think that it was actually a little bit of what we talked about, you know, I figured I could just relaunch it really quickly. <laughs> But then I started thinking about the website and all the bits that you guys did around the wording and the thought process and, um, the you know, the writing bit has actually made me think, actually, the website probably needs to completely change to fit in with that so it's going to take a bit longer than I thought
1: yeah it does it, the, the rebrand process does take a lot longer than people <laughs> think and, and actually what's interesting is I, I've been through the same process recently and you're like oh yes and it affects this and it affects that and trying to make sure that it all, all kind of hangs together yeah exactly
0: and it's so much more you know I could easily change the logo and everything that wouldn't take me that yeah. Long. Yeah. but very much going back to the drawing board and thinking about your
1: values and your why and
0: all those things has means that it's going to take
1: a lot longer, I think. Yeah. But I think it's a case of if you do it properly, then it really future proofs you, um, yeah. which which I think is great and, and worth doing rather than thinking, you know, in a year's time that you've got to rebrand again. I think that's the idea that you kind of really have those those values and those shouldn't really change that much. They might evolve with, you know, the, the current market and what's going on yeah. around you, but actually the fundamentals should should be retained. Yeah.
0: And I think that's also the future proofing is why, so you guys obviously, we'll talk, we're going to do, I'm going to do a bit of an IGTV things on it and show, you know, the different variations and stuff but further down the line. Once I launched, I don't give it away. Yeah. <laughs> um But um it's also why I went with one option over the other in the end, because I felt like this might future proof what I'm going to do, where I want to take the business in the future more. Is
1: it's been a very interesting thought process. <laughs> oh, well that's good. That's that's great that it's that's making you think about bigger bigger things. Yeah. And what do you think what difference
0: can it make for a business to have a you know to work with someone like an agency on their branding?
1: Yeah. I think I mean back me up whether you think the same I feel like it can help really help you give clarity mm-hmm. and and to your direction of where you where we want to take the business rather than just sort of a snapshot of, of right now it's sort of giving you that kind of looking forward of, of of how you might want to grow or develop or or you know how and I think that really helps and I think you know you talked before about not having a lot of time and I think Especially if you're you're running a small business, you will have lots of things, you will wear many hats and have very, you know, limited time. So mm-hmm. I think the more focused you are with your branding, the better, the better the outcome to the customer, but also on your time as well. So you can sort of, rather than sort of trying to be too many things to too many people, I think having that real strong vision really helps.
0: Yeah, I think that will really help me when I start using the new branding. <laughs> and um, not be so all over the place especially i spend a lot of time faffing over colors as we talked about before but you know it takes a long time sometimes when you keep changing your mind yeah so for a solo entrepreneur like myself working with an agency might be quite I feel like a really big step do you work with lots of
1: small companies how do you work um we we tend to work with a cross cross section actually we te- we work with large medium and and small agencies we like Mm. we like the mix um that it gives us i think we find that there's potentially more creative freedom with smaller smaller clients and then there's always the challenge of the excitement and the excitement I guess with bigger clients the the impact that you know and the the amount of people that it reaches so there's kind of I guess different things that we take out from the the different types of projects and clients that we work on and I think that mix is really important for the creativity Mm -hmm. within the studio in terms of I guess smaller um, companies uh, working with us I think we're really mindful I think sort of it can be quite I guess daunting working with with a with a design agency if you've been like you said you've been doing everything on your own but I think we're we always look at everything from the point of view of the customer when we're doing work especially we do work with a big retailer in, in the States we we always think about that end user and I think we do the same in the process with our with our clients to sort of put ourselves in their shoes and I think we really try and sort of I guess handhold with the, with the process and we, we joke about setting homework which obviously you would have had but I think it helps you know no one knows your brand better than you do when you're, when you're working and I think that's really important to, to remember and don't think that you know we know more than you <laughs> about your business because of course we don't but what help you help you do is is really bring to to the forefront i guess the most important bits of the, the business and the, the bits that really you should be you should be shouting about and that that make that kind of the key key elements of your yeah. of your brand and i think that is great i mean i thought it was really
0: interesting to work with all of you rather than work with i mean if i were to do my branding if i had not won this competition if once i saved up enough to have it done for me i would have probably you know ended up only feeling comfortable with Approaching another solo entrepreneur, sort of thing. So I think that now you get so many more points of views, which is amazing.
1: It's great, and and, and that's I mean, when I pulled the team together, for me it was really important to have that real mix and different points of view. And also, we've got a copywriter who's going to approach things differently from mm. a from a designer. So you get that, that holistic approach on it the competition you have you you've done it once before yeah once before we ran it to launch uh we had a we redesigned our website um at the end of last year and we wanted to do something i guess a bit out there so we thought we run run a competition to give away our, our our expertise we thought that kind of fitted fitted quite well and we had some great applicants but our our favorite was the botanical baker who is just does awesome things with cakes and yeah so we worked work with her and um yeah really pleased Pleased with the results, and we really enjoyed the process as well. Enjoyed working with a with a smaller smaller company. And during lockdown and um you know COVID and, and kind of knowing what was going on in the industry, we, we really wanted to give back. And actually, we were quite fortunate that we weren't extremely busy, but we we, we had enough work to keep the team ticking over, which was which is mm. really important for me. But how how can we give back? So we thought by running a competition for for, for small businesses to, for our design services, we thought that could be could be could be really good. And you know. So I think Claire's business, the
0: Botanical baker, and my business, I think that, you know, it means something completely different to us, that to win something like that, that we would have had to work years for maybe to achieve otherwise, I think it's, it, that, that must be a challenging and exciting thing to work with. But it's also really meaningful that way, because we could maybe not have imagined that that would happen. Whereas, you know, big companies, I suppose yeah. it's more about the commercial. Whereas when you work with solo entrepreneurs, more about the emotional.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. Absolutely. And, and you know, it means a lot hearing you say that. I think that's what, you know, we wanted to do is kind of, yeah, give, I guess, yeah, give an opportunity just to, to people who, you know, might not have the money to work with, with a design agency. So I think that's kind of what, what our, our aim was.
0: What advice would you give to someone that is thinking about a rebrand because you also
1: did it for you Judy Andrews? recently right yes yeah my advice would be and I, I I've, I've been trying to say this to my sister as well who's who's been um thinking about launching a a, a a brand part of her business is you you need to kind of get all your thoughts out onto a piece of paper and and it really helps that kind of before you start thinking about you know logos or colors or anything like that you almost just need to kind of really understand who you are and what what your business is 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 all about and the way that the simple the simplest way that I, I explain this, this is explained to my sister, is get two colored post-it notes or packs of post-it notes and put one of you know what your brand is and then what your brand isn't. And sometimes really defining what your brand isn't is mm. as helpful as what your brand is. You can look at all those words that you've got written down of what your brand is and then you start to narrow them down. You say, well, what is your top three? And then from those three, you can start to work out well, maybe what your brand DNA is I find that really massively useful. And I think if you're, if you're, you know, an independent brand and, and, you know, doing, I guess, you know, doing this all yourself, I think it's also important to write down on a piece of paper, I guess, what you want to get out of it, you know, what, mm. what do you want to achieve? And Thing, it's taking it from out of your head and putting it on paper just makes such a difference and I always work with big a three pieces of yellow paper yeah yellow is my favorite color <laughs> I just I just find it really helps just to get it all scribbled scribbled out there and really kind of think about that and think about you know who's your customer and what what are you currently if you're doing a rebrand what what were you doing well before that you take with you and what were you not doing so well that you leave behind and I think it's important not to I guess just throw out the baby with the bathwater when you're doing a rebrand because there might be some real positives that you can that you can take with you. And actually I've got um I have I've, I've um got a blog post of my my rebrand process on my my website actually. Oh, I can link that and show though. Yeah, yeah, well, thank you. Yeah, it's just I think it's quite interesting and I've got I've actually got some of my my yellow scribble sheets. <laughs> <laughs> because I think it's just yeah, just I think that's that that to me is the starting point and maybe you know speak to other people, see what, you know, what's, you know, or, or your your customers and see what their current perceptions are of your brand because there might be some real positive things that you hadn't even thought of that that could be really useful to to take with you on your on your rebrand
0: that is so interesting and you've first shown me the first concepts i asked a few people and it is widely varied how people perceive you it's very it was such an interesting thing to do to speak to people I mean I don't know if it made me any as much as I appreciate everyone's input I think as a Libra it probably made me less decisive than more decisive but um that's more a personality thing I think but I think it's really important it's really interesting and also even if you're not going to do a rebrand right now I think it's a really interesting exercise to do
1: oh totally agree yes yeah I think it is it just I think it's all about giving you focus I think that's I know I keep talking about that but I think it's so important Mm. um to have and I think it can help with
0: everything in your business if you find that focus not just how you you view your brand but it helps how you talk to your customers and your social media or whatever it might be right
1: absolutely absolutely
0: so when you what do you find is the most challenging with running your
1: own brand like judy andrews oh that's that's really good i i I actually did a a chat on stories yesterday for me the 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 biggest most difficult part is marketing (laughs) i work with lots of marketing companies or you know marketing departments as part of my tickety-boo but you're working that's not you know we are the design side we're not the marketing side Um, and I think it's always harder when it's your you know it's it's you but you know as a person I think that's that's quite hard so I've I'm trying to do a lot more planning and I'm I'm uh, yeah so just guess you know with my social media at the moment it's just random it's just what I think of that during that day you know and it just and it has no structure so I'm I am I need to really kind of focus on that and the other side is I love the designing and the producing and, and, and and you know the branding and all that side of things but it's I guess it's it's the sales as well is something Thing that I really need to, to focus on. Yeah. Have you ever, has that always been secondary in
0: your, to you?
1: Yes, it has. I mean, it's one of those, it's really interesting things, I guess, because I guess the tickety boo is what gives me my, my mm. income. There's not so much of a reliance for Judy Andrews to make me money, but I, I guess I want it to me, it is a business as well. So I need to treat it as such and be more mindful of, of that side of things, if, especially if I want to grow it, which is what would I, what I want to do. So it's that, I guess, it's that balance. Balance of everything yeah I guess you've probably been treating the businesses quite differently yeah very differently yes as I said I don't have dedicated time currently to Judy Andrews it's kind of bits <laughs> here and, and bits there so yeah sort of trying to sort of take a step back and and, and treating them both you know well not equally because they're not equal in terms of my time it can't be at, um, at, at present
0: no but even with the tasks you do in the little time that you have for Judy Andrews maybe sales for example need to be part of that
1: yes exactly which is why i keep coming back to being you know focused it's i don't have a lot of time so if i'm more planned through and it's all more thought through then yeah really save save me time and and also be be stronger as a result i tried the whole thing of um planning out
0: my instagram more for example and social media marketing but i find it really hard to post something i wrote two, two days ago yeah and I, I
1: haven't I haven't really I think I I did like a couple of weeks where I planned them but I, I not understand what you're saying because I feel like it's one of those things that Instagram should be instant shouldn't it so well yeah
0: I mean, I do have a plan, but I realize the plan for me is very broad. Like, you know, on Wednesdays, I post now about my Friday sessions. So that's one post. And then I have one about a new blog post every other week. But I don't write the caption until in the moment.
1: That makes sense to make it relevant or as
0: most relevant as it can be. Because otherwise I rewrite it anyway and I've written it twice. Yeah, and
1: that's the waste of time.
0: Yeah. Yeah. How do you sell now with Judy Andrew?
1: Where do you sell? I just mainly sell on online on my online shop, but I also have an Etsy shop, and I also work with an amazing online stockist, um, Mason Archives, um, who stocks my T-shirts, um, who's opened me up to a slightly different audience, which has been great actually. And I want to look at kind of you know how do I how do I broaden that, and maybe work with more wholesalers, and also I want to work more on my, the PR side, so I can kind of get my get myself and my brand out there more. Yeah.
0: Man, that's exciting. Yeah, That's a good way to sell yourself, I suppose, too. Yeah.
1: Wholesale, how does that feel to you? I, f- I think it's quite daunting, if I'll be honest. And I know that it could be really interesting or really good for me, but I guess it's sort of where do I start? Um, <laughs> yeah. And it's something maybe, you know, if your husband is going to continue to work in your business, it could be divided up, you know? That's really interesting, actually. I think that could be so he could start to build the relationships with the with the retailers. Yeah, that could be really interesting. Yeah.
0: Uh, you can work more as a team. That might be, you know, rather than him only packing orders. Yeah. Because it doesn't have to, you know, it can be done in the amount of time you have. I think this is one thing that keeps coming up you know when I have conversations I don't have time to start to wholesale but it's really only the first bits like figuring out your pricing and your catalogs and stuff It's time consuming so that's interesting
1: and how do you approach g- getting new clients for tickety-boo this is, a, this is a good question we've been really lucky and having uh most of our clients have come from word of mouth or or previous connections in my in my my previous work um which has been brilliant and I guess was, was was definitely sort of the starting point, and then I uh, we do a lot of sort of networking. LinkedIn has been really good. Sending out messages through through LinkedIn, people who know people in terms of getting potential um, new business that we've got coming up. I'm mumbling. So yes the um, it's definitely a, it is a, the current market is definitely a challenge um, trying to get to get new business mm. I think partly is why I'm going to concentrate more on the PR and marketing side for, for Tickety Boo as well we do some thought leadership um, on LinkedIn which which is seems to be working well in terms of oh, why is that so that's what we well it, we write it's a blog we write a blog, regular blog on on Tickety Boo which we share on, share on LinkedIn we, other, uh, we had one that went live yesterday all about the importance of brand guidelines okay so we yeah we we try to sort of, ha- you know, have those conversations and, and 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 give our knowledge and you know, looking at future retail and you know, looking at various other pieces. And we found that actually in the last month or so, we've actually had a few people contact us directly, which is. Quite my experience in working in design industry is quite rare, so okay. we're really excited about that, and always interesting to know how that how they've you know discovered us. Yeah, and so we had somebody that we a new business opportunity that had discovered I I'd, I'd done the branding for Sketch Appeal and knew that I'd done it and got in contact that way. So you just never know. That's exciting. <laughs> yeah, really exciting. So yes, yeah, so and we've got another new business meeting again came straight through I guess cold calling um next next week, which we're really excited about. So.
0: And do you find during the lockdown and everything that happened do you did you find did it ch- mean changes for you guys, was any
1: project delayed or anything? Did it have an impact? It did I mean it had us compared comparative to other people? We ha- it was a small impact, and we definitely had less work. But luckily, we had enough work that I didn't have to make any redundancies um, to to kind of see us through. But I would would love to get some more clients just to, to solidify the work kind of coming into the studio. That's a lot of responsibility. I suppose
0: that's also how you. De- Two di- b- businesses are very different, you know. With the entrance, you're only responsible f- for you and, I guess, your husband in a certain to a certain extent.
1: Yes, yeah, no, absolutely. It's 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 very much my role in Tickety Boo, I guess, you know, responsible for getting the new business in and making sure that, the, you know, the team's happy and looked after. And um, that's a big part of of my role. Just had everyone's reviews recently, actually, um, where I'm trying to make everyone feel really empowered. Um, I think that's really important for people's growth. Um, and I think that builds back to what we were talking before about trust. Mm. And I think it's, it, it allows them to grow as well, which I think is really important. Any role that you're in, in a company that you need to feel like you're always learning. I think the time that yeah. you feel like you stop learning is maybe the time to to, to move on. So I don't want anyone, I want everyone to feel sort of you know, motivated and inspired and, and feel part of something great. So that's my, I guess, my aim always to try and make the team feel like that.
0: That's good, because I feel like sometimes when I've been in businesses where people have started working from home for maybe family reasons, it's almost like that stops their progression, which is so unfortunate. Fortunate,
1: yeah, it's such. A it shouldn't be like that. No, it absolutely, shouldn't be like that. And I think we actually we use this in, in new business meetings that that what we say is you know from getting people working from home or getting you know w- opening up to working people part time is means that we can tap into some amazing resource that maybe other design agencies can't because of how we work. Mm. Um, I'm really fortunate that you know that, that I have been able to pick up some amazing talent. Yeah, <laughs> the way that we work, which is which has been brilliant. That's exciting. So who would we- your dream stockist be for Judy G- G- Andrews? Oh, this is a good question. There's lots of great indie independent shops. I feel like that's probably my best or, or where I'd really like to be. There's the Unlimited shop in Brighton that I absolutely love. I think they're awesome. I feel like it's, it's, it's about trying to be in good company as well, isn't it? Kind of, I love all the all the stuff that they, they have in there. And I have actually, um, probably everyone's dream to be in places like Selfridges or or, uh, or um, Liberties. Either or, yeah. <laughs> A lot of people. Whether they say it out loud or not. But but I'd also, yeah, I'd like to, yeah, I think for me, I want to sort of, I like that idea that in yeah, smaller brands, you kind of um, get discovered, you know, I guess around the country rather than it just being, you know, in London. I think that I like that idea. Yeah,
0: it's lovely, isn't it? And also, I mean, buyers are generally nice, but you can build a long, longer standing relationship with smaller buyers, I think, yeah. which is nice. I guess your side hustle is a bit different to most people's side hustles because most people start a side hustle with the view of that one day becoming their like full-time thing. But I'm guessing since you're running you
1: Boo Creative, you wanna, do you want to do an element of both always? It's, it's a Really good question. I feel very fortunate that I can do both because they, I guess, they fulfil different parts of what drives me. I, mm. I, I love what Tickety Boo brings me is is creative problem solving, which which I love doing for for other brands. And, and I also love running and managing a team. I think to me, I just, just, it really fulfills me. And I love seeing people grow and seeing, seeing that, you know, the ideas that they have. And, and I think what I find really interesting, although you wouldn't think it, they, they do help each other in terms of my, my thinking and my approach. So, I I, as part of Judy Andrews I'm a part of amazing community Mm. online creative communities of you know looking at understanding how to do social media and connections with with customers and then I take that over to my um, tickety-boo side of things and then how we approach kind of the big branding projects is then how I then bring it back to I guess Judy Andrews so it kind of they kind of cross-fertilize each other but they are they are very different and and actually interestingly when when i had my very first business meeting in america with uh, my my american client I actually took them all mini prints from Judy and my, my uh, from my work, oh. my work and to me, I was like, no, this is me. You know, I was sort of literally just set up, literally just set up the tickety boo name. I had a couple of, you know, regular people that I worked with. And I thought, you know, I'm, you know, this is, this is me. I'm not, I'm not some big shiny design agency. I am, you know, we are a small independent one and I'm going to do things a little bit differently. And they went down brilliantly. And, and, and I feel like that's something that I, w- I don't want to lose in, in, mm. I don't. I don't want us to grow to be a massive a massive team. I like the fact that we're small, and I, I think that works really well.
0: And I guess you know because you encourage flexible working, that goes for yourself too. So you can all potentially always do both. Yes, yes, which is great.
1: So yes.
0: And what would your dream client be for Tickety Boo
1: Creative? Then oh, this is a good question. I love working with brands that need help. I think for me, it's never brands that are you know doing really you know like coca cola or nike you know although i know there's lots of design agencies that would love to work with them it's it's ones that would really you know I feel like we can really make a difference. Um, My background is actually supermarket design and I'm a real nerd. Um, I actually can't go shopping without taking photos of supermarkets. (laughs) Um, And uh, I recently discovered farm foods, actually. Yeah. They're the, um, I literally never heard of them, but I think they're very similar to Iceland. And I just think they've got, a lot of potential I think is, is, is interesting. I'd also love to work with Sainsbury's. Um, they don't need as much help I don't think as as, as farm foods but but hmm. another why Sainsbury's out of the UK supermarket Ah oh, it's a good question. I feel like again we can I mean I've, I've worked with Tesco in my my previous role quite a bit so I mean I'd love to work with Tesco again but I feel like they are they kind of know what they're doing not that Sainsburys don't know what they're doing but I think for me Sainsbury's I think was brilliant. A few years ago. And I think now I think there's potential to, I think, really differentiate themselves from the other mm. markets. I think, and I think, yeah, I see, there's a big, big opportunity there.
0: I feel like maybe it's a, one of the challenges a lot of larger retailers have. There's a lot of them that has lost their identity a little bit. Yeah. And maybe they can start thinking outside the box
1: yeah. a bit more and uh, go back to what they are all about. Yes. Yes, yeah, it's kind of yeah. I mean, it's yeah, it's kind of yeah. going back to the roots and I guess it's oh yeah. <laughs> to the whole process of yeah, what's working, what's not working and 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 I think it's a case of yes, I know that they've all, you know, I guess the covid supermarkets have been would have been successful. But I think also customers are much more savvy these days and are wanting more from their brands. You know, they're demanding. Yeah, but successful for what reason? You know, like out of necessity, not necessarily because they were doing things right. Yeah. I think I think that's correct I think it's a case of yeah because of you know people eating out less and because of um, necessity yeah when
0: it comes to you know, good design and working with a branding agency if you are there is so many small businesses listening to this what sort of costs are involved in rebranding is that some I know it's going to be vastly different for everyone right but if it's kind of scary I suppose as a small business to even approach it and thinking it's possible if you Don't know what what sort of numbers you're talking about. Like, is there something you should have in mind when you start approaching agencies and designers?
1: Yeah, I think there's going to be a big difference between. I mean, you mentioned it earlier between, I guess, uh, a freelancer or a single person as opposed to a full team that of course on a project. So there is that there is that price difference, and I think it's interesting because I guess in terms of money side, always difficult to talk about money. Yeah. why as, especially as women we need to stop I know, that oh I know I know but I think it's the case I mean we we will look at a project we have we do have a day rate card that we work to but we also look at I guess how much we want to work on the project versus you know what, what it you know what we can what we can get out of it in terms of you know sort of is it giving back so for example we've recently worked with um the sad girls club yeah in in the states which is a a charity for for young women um of specializing in in mental health and they run workshops and um, they have a, a, a massive online community, and they're doing, you know, amazing stuff. Um, and they they have they're really ambitious. They basically want to reduce suicide rates um, within teenagers. So what they're what they're trying to achieve is is just wonderful and amazing. And when when we were approached, you know, got the opportunity to sort of pitch on the work for them you know we we bear that in mind that you know they are a a charity so I guess we looked at the cost accordingly Mm. I think it's a case of don't be afraid to approach design agencies if you if if, when they give you the cost you can't afford it I guess you know there might be some negotiation or or there might not be but I wouldn't never feel bad about approaching them and finding out because they might do a take if they love your brand and, and see a big opportunity for them in terms of you know amazing case study for their website there could be an opportunity to do something that's maybe more within their budget yeah i feel
0: like maybe a de- approaching a design agency is a the feeling that i can liken this to is maybe walking into you know a just sign a you know you can't afford <laughs> like you know that pretty woman kind of moment and
1: it doesn't have to be like that you know people are friendly generally yeah exactly and i think we we hope, like to think that we are approachable and you know would, would would absolutely have a conversation with someone who might not be able to afford us but we can maybe you know have a chat with them and work out you know whether we could make it work or maybe just top line give them some advice advice anyway you know I think we would be always always happy and open to that because you know like you said people are people and you've got to appreciate you know we wouldn't want anyone to ever feel like they were kind of walking into a a, a designer store with us I think you know whenever we do talk to people even people within industry we make sure that you know we don't sort of use loads of jargon and we talk you know we are down to earth because I think that's that's really important yeah
0: and I think even more so now than ever before, we we'll go back to that We you want to deal with people, not robots. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And also, if the, their budget is more in line with working with a freelancer, then I suppose you can talk about them and maybe point them in the right direction of like what they should expect. Yeah. Yeah, their budget. Exactly,
1: exactly. Yeah, we'd be happy to support that.
0: Yeah. So what do you what is happening this autumn? So this podcast will go out in season four, so it will be October to December. What is happening in your business during that time? Businesses.
1: Businesses, businesses. Well, for creative. Boo, well, for both businesses, as I mentioned before, I'm really looking at PR. And I, at the moment, we don't really do very much at all. And I have a couple of sessions with Lucy Werner um who yeah hype yourself so i'm hoping that that could be sort of a real catalyst i read the book while i was on holiday and feeling very inspired and i think that I to pick it up <laughs> um and i've got lots of worksheets to work through and i think that could be really um really interesting for, for, for both businesses um, um, and yeah with with tickety boo i'm I guess we're coming up to actually, it's interesting. Christmas kind of usually is done and dusted by now. <laughs> in fact, we finished it a few weeks ago. Um, yeah. So, in terms of, yeah, we probably, yeah, thinking about creative for planning for next year on some of our retailers. New business is, is an ongoing process, and uh, as I said, you know, really, really enjoy that side of things. But it's sort of always, you know, always ongoing. And what we find with Tickety Boo, you know, it can take six months to a year, sort of ha- turning any kind of conversation into actual work. So mm. that's that's always a yeah, a long, long, long term process. And then in terms of Judy Andrews, um, I guess it's coming up for Christmas, so I want to be make sure that I'm in a really good position to be able to, I guess, you know, really, really push push the business at that time. I think it's a good time to really i guess go for this more the sales side of things yeah absolutely yeah confident i've got you know i'm confident with with the design and the product it's more i guess getting it getting it people to know about me and know about my work and, and, and getting it out there
0: well now when you've done your rebrand and you I suppose now is the, the time to make yourself visible <laughs> and put yourself out there no I know which I'm trying I'm trying to do yes yes <laughs> it's always a bit scary isn't it <laughs> no. But
1: also exciting yeah yeah, I, I feel like I always love, I guess, being in the deep end of life and, and pushing myself. So I see this as, yeah, very much, I guess, a, a big learning curve for me and something that I'm actually really enjoying the process of. So
0: that's really, really wonderful. Well, Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Before I let you go, would you share how people can find both of your businesses and connect with you?
1: Yes, yes, of course. Um, well, th- firstly, thank you so much. I've really enjoyed our chat. It's been been really, really good. So, yeah, so for Tickety Boo, it's tickety. You can find us online ticketyboo creative.co.uk. And on Instagram, it's we are ticketyboo. And for Judy Andrews, well, I've got my website is judyandrews.co.uk and on instagram judy andrews unfortunately it was taken so we have judy underscore andrews underscore so that's that's how you can can find me i will put them both in the show notes
0: too on all the links because it can be hard to remember these things i right know <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much for chatting and coming on the podcast i really enjoyed hearing more and it's always nice to find learn new things i love learning new things so thank you so much no worries. well thank thank you and yeah i really enjoyed it too thank you thank you so much judy for taking the time to come on the podcast and chat with us and share so much about your journey and uh, some of your tips as well and thank you so much to Judy and everyone at Ticket TV Creative for helping me with my branding I am so excited to finally be sharing it with everyone and I feel so privileged that I had the opportunity to work with you all so thank you so much and lastly thank you to all of you who are listening to Let's Talk Shop I love sharing these episodes for you all e oh and I hope that you still enjoy listening. In next week's episode, which will be the last of the season, I am going to do a solo episode and I'm going to be talking about the most common sort of reasons, excuses I hear when it comes to starting to wholesale and growing your wholesale. That is things like not having enough time, not being sure if you're ready, not being sure if your products are ready, and so many more. So I'm going to be chatting about that in next week's episode so make sure that you subscribe so you don't miss that episode and if you have a moment and you enjoy this podcast I would really love it if you would leave us a review over on Apple Podcasts or iTunes as it really helps other people discover the podcast too. Lastly, last favour is... I love seeing where you guys are tuning in so please do share the podcast over on Instagram. You can tag me at small underscore business underscore collaborative and this obviously really helps other discover the podcast as well and it's always nice to see who's listening since it's kind of just numbers on the dashboard otherwise. So thank you so much for taking the time to share and I hope that you have a wonderful start to 2021 and that you have a great week thank you so much for listening and i hope that you will tune in next week thank you so much